I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends, watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, any Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit.
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. My niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. All right, man. All right. What the hell is going on, guys? What is going on? So we got a couple of you guys, guys here. How's it going? Yeah, man. Shit. All right. So we'll just hop right into this, man. What is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, man. This is episode 121 of the, <clears throat> of Notorious Unscripted, man. If this is your first time watching, guys, do not know how this show works. Every Monday, we are on here with Notorious Unscripted, after Monday Night Raw, and every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here live with the news, man. So, with that, with that, man, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know how the show works. Um, Jesus Christ, what? I was just about to redo that whole thing over. Okay, speaking of this, speaking of this past Friday, um, this past Friday's edition of the news, that is... Um, Sasha Banks appearing at Wrestle Kingdom 17 and William Regal officially being announced to have been gone from AEW. You guys can now watch that on all platforms. That is episode 139. Uh, you guys can watch it on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first again, Friday, 4 p.m. Central, every Friday, right here for the news, right here on YouTube, man. So, yeah, man. Um, if this is your first time watching and, you guys have not got a chance, dude. I am all over the place today. This sucks. Um, good God. Um, good God. Um, yes. If you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Seals podcast merchandise, you get to find all eight of these beautiful designs live on the merch shop in more than just a t-shirt, man. Youth hoodies, youth t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, whatever you want, man. It is available. On bonfire.com, link is at the top of the description of this video, and it is in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So, with that, yes, all eight of these beautiful designs, man, the flag design, the skyline design, the base logo, the best kept secrets to the IWC, the notorious uh, scratch or glitch logo, whatever you prefer, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, and the Christmas merch, all eight of these beautiful designs, again, they are live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link, again, is at the top of the description of this video. And in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. Not hard to find at all, man. So, with that, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Seals Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's going, man. It's, it's, it's going good, man. It's going good. Just been, um... Just been chilling out, man. Just been uh, just been chilling out. Um, just waiting for the holidays, I guess, man. Just just waiting, bro. Waiting for the new year to start and all that shit to happen. Everything, man. But um, I'm good, man. And um, like Durante, always ass, man. He's not here yet. You, in the in the spirit of him not being here yet. How's life? How's family? Life's good. Family's good. How about everybody in chat? What about you, bro? How you doing? 
Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. As Durante always asks, man, as Durante always asks, I'm good. Family's good. And um, yeah, man, I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. Just waiting for the waiting for the holiday season. Kind of. Um, uh, it's it's around that. It's around that. Um, that gift that ugh, gift wrapping time. So that's I like wrapping yeah, yeah. gifts around this time of year. It's one of my favorite things to do. I just like doing it. I have no idea why. Uh, I just like wrapping a gift. It just is satisfying to me. Uh, it's about that mm-hmm. time of year, man. And yeah, man. So yeah, just um, it's an exciting time for the podcast as we go into the new year. Uh, especially you guys know we're um, trying to give you guys a couple specials uh, around the new year. So it's uh, it should be fun, man. It should be fun. Um, and, and it's exciting, bro. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, but uh, I'm good, man. I'm good, definitely. Um, speaking of Christmas, dude, yep. I just realized. I still haven't even gotten that brace shirt yet. Really? It's still processing. Bro, when was the date that I ordered this shit? Wow. I might, I might email them. What the hell was that? Order date. On the 20th of um, November. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, I've been, I been got mine. What the fuck? Or Santa. Real, man, Santa I got gotta it. email them. <laughs> Yeah, bro, Santa, he been emailing me. <laughs> he said, that shit gonna be a minute. Fuck, apparently, man. <laughs> shit. <clears throat> so. Fuckers. That's wild, man. That's wild. Um, that's fucked. So. Man, yeah, yeah, usually, sometimes it's good to email them, because sometimes they'll do that. I've honestly never ran into that problem with WWE, but that this is Fanatics, so I don't really know how they work, because yeah. the old WWE, the old WWE shop, I mean, they would, you know, things were... They were gator shit. Yeah, I don't really like how Fanatics does it, though, to be honest. Like, they... No, I really don't. You know, like, they print a bunch of shit, and then... And then once it's gone, it's gone until they it's like print gone. a bunch more. I I don't like that. Just that's not the way of the world just nowadays. Print. Just print on demand, you know. Exactly. Oh, except like a CM Punk or something. You just want to print a bunch in advance. Just print on demand, bro. What the hell? That's annoying as fuck. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, because I know. Fanatics, bro. I know when we got my Bray Wyatt hoodie, we had, by the time we got it, it was, it said, um, well, what the hell did it say? It was like only six left in stock. Like, okay, make more. Like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, when someone presses order, you make it. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, pro wrestling tees, man. They They were really some pioneers of their game, bro. They really were. They've been doing it, man. They've been doing it, man. They really have been. Yeah, and that's also how you just don't waste a lot of money. I mean, why would you make, why would you make fucking ten thousand uh, Carmella shirts? You know what I mean? You're probably yeah, not gonna fucking awesome. sell all of them. Like for the popular no. people, you know, maybe it's it's nice in the beginning because you have a lot less work to do. But I mean, majority of the time, bro, you're probably just wasting time. So no, exactly. Just wasting money. Yeah, 
don't make no sense, bro. Don't make no sense. But yeah, man. So AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite, man. This shit. Man. This episode of AEW Dynamite was uh from what I can remember from what I can remember it was pretty good. Um mm-hmm. there was a lot of great moments on the show. It definitely didn't feel as just stagnant as Monday Night Raw yeah. does at the moment. Um definitely definitely 100%, 100%. So we opened the show with this um well we opened the show with uh, honestly in my opinion a huge huge logic gap. So we opened the show with the Dynamite Diamond Casino Battle Royal Ring or whatever the fuck it's called. The Dynamite Diamond Ring. We we opened the show with the match for that. And I thought, and I thought everybody thought that the winner of this match got the Dynamite Diamond. Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently the winner of this match goes on to face MJF next week at Winter is Coming for the Dynamite Diamond. And coincidentally enough, the guy who wins the match is the same guy who faces Max next week for the AEW Championship. So it it didn't make any sense to me because in the end of this match, this match was, it was all right. It just had a bunch of ROH guys. It had fucking Brian Cage yeah. and Dustin Rhodes and Dalton Castle in there. A bunch of those guys. Um, in the end, it was Ethan Page and Matt Hardy, and Matt Hardy could kept doing this weird thing where, like, he would, like, get mad at Ethan Page because Ethan Page was trying to make him beat up the baby faces, and then he would, like, snap into Broken Matt and then just start beating up the baby faces anyway. It was really fuck. Stop having these guys write their own fight. I don't know what the hell is going on here, bro. I don't, this is just weird. And I like this. not to this level. Like what is new shit like this? Like what is going on, bro? He's just snapping and like beating up baby faces. Is that his thing? Or I... it's just mad weird. So you know, Ethan Page went to go taunt. He was looking down the hard cam, and you know he he thought Matt Hardy was throwing Ricky Starks over the top. Ricky Starks end up throwing Matt over instead. Ethan Page then grabs him over his shoulder to go and dump him over the top rope. Ricky grabs the ropes and swings Ethan Page over as Ricky Starks wins the Dynamite Diamond. Uh, no, he didn't even win the ring. He won the Dynamite oh, Diamond number one contender battle royal thing. Like, why? And plus, man, so he's just not going to win it? If he's not going to win the title, you could have gave him the ring tonight or Wednesday. That would have been great. I think he's the perfect person to have that diamond ring. It fits him so well. And you're just not going to give it to him. And, and you know, the thing is, they've always gave MJF this ring as if... They've always gave MJF this ring as if, um, you know, it's his own weapon... But they tried to, like, slot it into television to make it make sense why he wears it. Dude, you, like, at this point, it's just always been MJF's weapon. Like, why didn't you just always have him just wear a pinky ring? You know what I mean? And that could have been his weapon. 
You know what I mean? That could have just been his, his, his sledgehammer, you know, to Triple H or his bat to Sting. You know what I mean? Like it... But instead, they, like, tried to slot it into TV to make it look like other people could win it, but they can't because he's always had it, and he's never losing that, so... Just keep it on him. Just said, just should have made it, at least after, like, three years, just, yeah, it's permanent on him now. We'll do something else for people. Just have him win it permanently at this point. Ain't no point. Or just should have never made it a, you should have made it a thing once. And that was it. It was his for the rest of his life. That would have been better than what they're doing now. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, my, uh, I tweeted this out. So with this logic, with this logic, MJF, MJF could have. So, for example, if Ethan Page were to won this match, what would have happened? Would MJF have to have wrestled twice next week? For some reason, like, why? Why do you have to wrestle for the ring? That's the whole point of the Battle Royal. Just, yeah. And if he doesn't want to give it to you, just make another one. <laughs> like, I don't mm. give it, man. I don't know, man. That's the only logic point I didn't like, but I like that Ricky one, obviously. Absolutely. I wish he actually would have won the thing. Yes. Um... So, Starks, um, Starks is standing out in the ring after he won the match, and MJF comes out there, and he, you know, gets on the mic, and he starts talking to, you know, Ricky Starks. He starts making fun of Ricky. He starts making fun of the people, <laughs> telling the people to shut up. He, as Ricky Starks is standing there, uh, just looking pissed off, because, you know, he just went through a match, and, you know... My God, we have came a long fucking way. We'll get to that in a minute, though, bro. But good Lord. Good Lord. So, so Max, Max is on the mic and he starts making fun of Ricky Starks. He starts calling him a knockoff Dwayne. He starts calling him the pebble, you know, to the rock, the pebble. Yeah. So he starts he pretty much just starts talking about how Ricky Starks is a fake star. He's never going to beat him and he's never going to lose to a guy called the Pebble. You know, he's never you know, just MJF shit. shit. MJF shit. So Ricky Starks is standing in one corner of the ring and he for a minute for a minute with Ricky Starks standing in the corner the way he did uh, there was a moment at the end of MJF's promo where he he puts his hands up and he starts posing, and I swear I thought Ricky Starks was gonna spear him and they weren't gonna let Ricky get a word out. But this is one thing I love about MJF, and this is one thing I feel with MJF is going to work out so well in the long run for AEW because he is a guy, he is a guy on their show that cares about the younger guys. And it's funny because he's one. So he likes to take care of his friends, so to speak. Yeah, his fellow younger guys. Which is so nice to see because I was listening to... I was listening to a talk to Jericho yesterday with Lee Moriarty. And Jericho Mm -hmm. was talking about how he had never heard of Lee Moriarty. But one year ago, 
when they were in Pittsburgh, the one guy who wouldn't shut up about Lee Moriarty was MJF. Because crazy. you know, he wouldn't shut up about him. He thought he was he thought he was so good and he was so excited for him to get a shot. And I hear a lot of that with MJF and the younger and the younger guys. And it's really, really nice to see. It's like I said, M- MJF put his hands up and he was posing to the crowd after he got done cutting his promo. And I thought Starks, because Starks was standing in the corner, I had a feeling he was going to spear him and that was going to be the end of it. But and And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way, there's no way that they can be that stupid to not have Ricky Stark say anything because essentially here we just have a one week build and then we're going to get this match and then it's going to be over with you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. this was your one chance and man they handled it perfectly to have Ricky Starks do something and I feel so happy for him because he is a guy who's been on TV uh, damn near begging Damn near begging for some for fucking TV sure. time um, mm-hmm. for a long time. And the fact that he got his moment here standing up, standing next or across the ring from the AEW World Heavyweight Champion is incredible. It's incredible to me. Um, And man, I love to see this is what people love about AEW. This is the roots, the foundation of AEW. Um, Not name the elite. It is your younger talent, you know what I mean? And watching two young exactly. guys blossom, two new faces blossom right in front of our very fucking faces is such an amazing thing to watch. And it's what we love about pro wrestling, really. Um, we That's really what we love about professional wrestling. So Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks goes, you know, he just walks up to MJF. He gives him a shoulder bump, walks right past him, doesn't even grab his mic and he wants his own mic and he's standing in the corner he calls he calls um he calls he starts off by calling MJF Maxi Pad and That's this hilarious. this got the crowd going so Ricky kind of Ricky kind of pauses promo for a second let the crowd eat it up so and they did they ate this up they were calling him Maxi Pad MJF was selling the hell out of it he's looking around all pissed off and stuff <laughs> so so Ricky Starks tells MJF, you know, that's very funny. You telling me that is very funny coming from a fifth-rate Roddy Piper. This pissed off MJF. Ricky Starks then goes in on the man. Uh, he he starts talking about how MJF, when he didn't feel he was being done right, he left. And I was waiting. And this... And this was the only the place of a younger guy to bring something like this up to go in on MJF walking out because he wasn't getting his money and 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 stuff like that. You know, it wouldn't have sounded right coming from an older guy. Uh, it, it needed no, to be more like shit on the younger guys. Exactly. Exactly. It needed to come from a younger guy who has been there and who has tried to, um, you know, who has been there through AEW's rough time this year and no better than Ricky Starks to be a hundred percent honest, bro. So Ricky Starks tells, he tells Max, he tells Max, um, you know, I was here while you were off bitching and 
not wanting to wrestle because you didn't feel you were getting what you were paid. Meanwhile, I was here the whole summer busting my ass, and he was telling MJF about how he um, he is entitled. And, and and again, Ricky Starks has been here um, and not and and just been busting his ass while MJF was sitting at home um, trying to be like a special attraction. You know what I mean? And trying not to wrestle and trying to get more money and and uh, feel like he's owed something. And my God, this promo was just absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible by Ricky Sarks. This was a lot of people. This is what a lot of people were saying was a uh, a star, a real star making moment for Ricky Starks and a star-making promo, and man, oh man, it was that, bro. It was that. He he gets done cutting this promo on MJF, and MJF MJF just kicks him in his balls, bro. He just he just gives him the low blow. He just kicks him, and Ricky Starks just drops to his knees. MJF then backs up and goes to hit him with the dynamite diamond. Ricky blocks it, hits him with a spear. MJ, he legitimately speared MJF out of his shoes. And, oh yeah, he literally that shit was dope. Yeah, and um, and MJF, you know, grabbed his things and retreated. But before that, we got to see Ricky Starks holding the AEW World Championship. Man, so it was a, uh, yeah. it, it was it was a cool thing to see. We've been seeing a lot of guys like hold it recently. Like I think we've seen. Uh, by no means do I want to see this on this guy specifically, but a couple months ago. We seen how the AEW World Championship looked on a guy like Sammy Guevara, and it's yeah. it's 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 kind of cool to to see the the younger cool guys just hold it. Exactly, man. Exactly. I really like that, man. I I can't wait till a little bit down the road when people like that can just win it, just doing good shit. You know, yeah. I mean? Darby. I can't wait to see Darby. Darby. Allen I want to see Darby. Bro, I swear to God. I really do, man. But that was that was an amazing promo, star making moment. And that shit was heat, bro. I loved it. And crazy to think that I used to hate Ricky Starks, and now he's one of the best things on AEW television. Yes, can we talk about that for a minute, dude? Um, dude, literally a year ago, I probably couldn't stand this dude. I probably mm-hmm. couldn't stand this fucking dude, and. Lo and behold, this year, this year was really, it wasn't his breakout. So, and and I think you guys are going to get a glimpse of this when we do our year-end awards, is there's a lot of people that were considered a breakout star last year that are still considered a breakout star this year, because essentially you're, you're, in wrestling, you break through like a couple of glass ceilings, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like I there's like the... the yeah, I feel like there's like the introduction breakout and then there's the breakout year that you have in terms of like your championships and stuff like that. And like exactly. you, you know, um, finally getting opportunities that you, you know, should have always gotten. But dude, in terms of like an introduction this year, 110 percent, you know. Maybe this wasn't Ricky Sarks's breakout year in terms of in terms of championships and stuff like that, but in terms of showing both of his us potential. his potential mm-hmm. and what he can do, oh my God, it is it, it is it, he broke out. He really did that. 
that stuff, some of his stuff with Will Hobbs, those two as heels, dude, it, it doesn't get much better than that, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were, they were absolutely fantastic. I would have really liked to see them hold the, um, the AEW tag team championships without, with some point in the year, but obviously that, really that never was. ended up happening, but still, man, I mean, it was, it was just great, bro. It was really great. Uh, perfect to take them from acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Especially, um, especially you, if, if the direction you are going with FTR is, if, if there is a possibility of them going back to WWE, we don't, as of now, it's just rumors, but if that does ever accumulate to something, um, they would be no better. They would be no better to take the no. belts, uh, to take the belts from them. But even, even at the where we're at at the end, at the point of the end of this show, we don't even know where FTR stands, man. Um, and then what happened at Final Battle, which mm-hmm. was um, which which was a pretty decent show, if I may say myself. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. It's interesting as hell to see what's gonna happen, bro. But um, man, the next match, the next match on Dynamite tonight, uh, last Wednesday rather, was the TNT Championship match. It was oh. Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen. Issues, flames, bro. Isn't it just so amazing what can happen when you put two people in the ring that you care about? Like, look at that. It's yeah. awesome. It was great. And those two styles matched so perfectly for that match, bruh. It was fire. Darby was just tossing himself at play. Did you see that news notification? Bro, I, I read it earlier. Especially funny as hell. <laughs> so what it was was so, it's a shot from far away, so you can't see his face, but you like know it's him. <laughs> I guess some production guy just put that in there. Didn't even know it was him. Tribute to the hero. Anyway, so so <laughs> tribute. <sighs> Good God, bro. <laughs> It's horrible, bro. It's hilarious. Jesus. Bro, we talked about this on Friday, man, but um, we talked about in WWE how we see a lot of matches that we don't care about. Here, not the case, bro. Here, not the case whatsoever. Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen. These are two guys that people care about. These are two guys that people are invested in. People love Darby Allen. Samoa Joe mm-hmm. is just a legend through his whole career, you know. So he he's just he Joe's just goaded at this point. Everybody loves Samoa Joe, and man, it's just a really, 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 um, really nice thing to see, bro. When you just have again two guys who you just who who everybody cares about in the ring with each other. And it just makes for a great exhibition match. You don't have one guy where you're like, I want to see him win and I don't really care to see. I mean, everybody knew Darby Allen wasn't going to win, but 
it yeah. makes for interesting television yeah. because it's two people that people care yeah. about again. And exactly. it, it just makes for just great, great television. It really does. And it showed. It really did, man. That that was really good. And I really like that a lot, bro. That's the shit I want to see on a weekly basis from all titles. Definitely. Definitely, bro. So, yes, this was this was awesome. And not to mention, we didn't even get into the match yet, but bro, the contrast in styles here was beautiful. Perfect. Beautiful. That's I true. knew as soon as they announced this, Darby Allen's Darby Allenness and Samoa Joe yeah. just being just a bruiser. I knew this was going to be fire because we all know how Darby Allen is. And it showed here. He's yeah. slamming him on the concrete, ripping up the ring mats. He's fucking he did the power bomb swinging spot where he swings him into the barricade and then he swings him back into the ring apron, bro. So good. This was such a good match. It was it was such a good contrast in styles. And man, if if you need somebody, if you need to make somebody look good, if you need to make somebody look good, just put him in the ring with Darby Allen, bro. Look what it did for Samojo here. This is why a lot of people wanted to see a babyface versus babyface feud during Wardlow's reign because Darby Allen would have made that Powerbomb Symphony look like a million bucks. He would have, bro, because that, that would have been perfect. The guy that doesn't give up, they'll do anything to, to his body to get to win. And the strong-ass dude that'll do anything to his opponent that'll win. That's perfect. Literally. That's so perfect. And it's such a different challenge for Wardlow because he's always had, you know... They just put him in the ring with big then. guys. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Same same shit with Brock. And Jay Lethal. God. Like, I hate when they would put, like, Brock and Roman and then Brock and Strowman. I would hate that shit. Like, bro. All his matches with the smaller guys were better. Because it's just a better dynamic. Thousand percent. One thousand percent. And that fucking spot where fucking Darby Allen got sent, like, past the ring post. So, yeah. And, like, right into the timekeeper's <laughs> so, area. Yeah, so. That shit was brutal. Yeah, so there was a there was another spot where Darby's on the outside. He's standing on the ring apron, and Samoa Joe's in the ring. Joe grabs his head, runs him down the whole ring, throws him into the ring post, and Darby Allen legitimately did like three spins before he mm -hmm. just smacked the fucking ground. And he flew so far, he was legitimately half his body was under the timekeeper's table. That shit was nuts. That shit was brutal as hell. Samoa Joe just looked like an absolute beast here. I mean, him giving Darby out. There was another spot where he gave him, he gave him like a, um, he gave him a big boot and Darby Allen like damn near backflip sold it. I mean, literally everything Samoa Joe did in this match was made to look like a thousand bucks. I mean, it just looked incredible, bro. And then. And Darby Allen got his little bit of offense in here too, but this match was mainly to make Samoa Joe look like a like a beast. So hell yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just so many opportunities in Wardlow's reign where that are just missed, bro. And Darby Allen is the first one that comes to mind. I mean, babyface versus babyface, and you had the perfect you had the perfect kind of 
something for all out. You had the perfect kind of um, uh, recipe with Darby mm-hmm. Allen kind of moving away from Sting after All Out, if you would have maybe just moved that like a month sooner or two months sooner of him wanting to get away from Sting to prove himself, and the way he wants to prove himself is recapturing his TNT championship because maybe he, mm-hmm. maybe it don't sit right with him how he lost it, you know what I mean, to Miro. Maybe it just doesn't sit right with him, so he, he wants to get it back. And then you just do a nice babyface versus babyface feud that culminates at all out with just a great match with two of AEW's biggest bright uh um biggest future stars. Future stars. Exactly. And it would have made for a great match. And this showed here in this match for Samojo. Oh, yeah. It really would have, bro. That should have been so perfect, man. But this match was great, man, and it just proves our point. We're not only important people versus important people, but that's what they did. Should they should have done with the TNT title or Wardlow shit like this? Absolutely, and it also goes to just show how fantastic Darby <laughs> Allen is. I mean, mm-hmm. we always say this. We always say this um, about Seth, but and and I I genuinely say this in general. I've always said this uh, when it comes to wrestling. Like you're good if you can make yourself look good, but you are great if you can make oh, yeah. other people look good. And yourself, you know, um, truly. Yeah. I mean, just incredible stuff here. By the end of this match, Darby Allen was so beaten. (laughs) He barely moved after Samoa Joe gave him that corner Uranagi spot. I mean, Mm -hmm. man's literally man just hit the ground like he was dead. I was like, damn. So Joe gets him on the top rope uh, to go for the muscle buster. Darby Allen gets him on the ground, goes for the coffin drop. Samoa Joe, midair, catches him off the coffin drop with a coquina clutch. And Darby Allen fades to black. And he passes out, man. Um, And Samoa Joe wins. And he keeps his TNT title in... One of the, honestly, one of the matches on Dynamite I appreciate most out of the year. I don't see a lot of people, I don't see a lot of people saying that, but I'm saying it here, man. This was one of, like, I genuinely appreciate a good match like this, and it had every component, and on top of all of that, it had two people that I genuinely care to see in the ring, not one guy versus another guy that I can give two fucks about, so... Exactly. Um, it's this is what I want to see more of. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, man. This this again this again was absolutely fantastic, man, and it just goes to show how good Darby Allen is at making um you know himself and others look better. And 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 man, I, I, I really appreciated this match on in every aspect. Um and then to make it even worse for Darby Allen, after the match Darby Allen's still standing, and he still wants a fight after Samoa Joe just clobbered him. Um, he's still standing, and he still wants a fight. He pushes Samoa Joe. Joe just walks right up to him and gives him a headbutt, and then Samoa Joe grabs his skateboard. He grabs Darby Allen and muscle busters him on the skateboard wheels. Oh, Ow. Fucking Darby, man. What he's is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Dude, shit's something wrong with this man. Good God. Ugh. I, uh, Those yeah. Those things are like cement. 
like some type of like hard cement or like a super hard plastic. Those things are so hard. Hell no. Uh, fuck that shit. God bless, bro. God bless. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just looked that just looked awful, man. That that looked I mean, that looked great, but it looked awful for Darby Allen's sake. I mean, Jesus. So Samoa Joe then puts Darby Allen in the coquina clutch after he just did that to him. And speak of the devil, Wardlow. Wardlow comes out. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe uh gets out of the ring. Wardlow. Wardlow just punt kicks the Ring of Honor TV championship out of the ring. Uh as if that is that is one of the best foreshadowings I've ever seen. Um as to what that title means. Uh, Wardlow Wardlow don't even get no fuck about ROH. <laughs> you know you don't give no shit. That's amazing. Bro kick the fuck out of that shit. Yeah, so Wardlow comes out and he chases off Samoa Joe and yeah, that was it. I don't know why they didn't do Wardlow versus um uh Samoa Joe at final battle. Instead they just yeah. put Juice Robinson in that spot. I don't know what the fuck he has to why? do with this storyline, but whatever. Um <laughs> He literally did. He just he, he just got a match and ah, stuff like that just doesn't make much sense because you know, if you're AEW, I don't believe they have anything for winter is coming, at least on the main, at least on their their mm-hmm. main, um, you know, promotional work for it. I don't believe there's a TNT title match. Let me see really quick. Winter is coming. Yeah, I mean, they're the only the main things that are promoted for the show is starts in MJF, Ruby Soho and Ty Mello and the House of Black in action and the Elite versus Death Triangle match four. So I don't understand if you're not putting these things on you know an AEW pay-per-view, you know, throw it on the ROH show especially if it fits your time frame and where you're going with the storyline yeah. because I guarantee you a lot of people would rather see Samoa Joe and Wardlow Versus Samoa Joe and Deuce Robinson. Exactly, so, bro. Bro's yeah. employed, and we don't even feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, after this, it looks like we got, um, after this, uh, Kip Sabian was talking to Orange Cassidy. And it looks as if he wanted a championship match, but that ended up accumulating to a, uh, a uh, what is it, an open challenge um, that was then answered mm-hmm. by Trent Seven. So we all know about that. And, oh, it was. It really was, man. I miss. I really miss seeing Trent Seven, bro. He, he was great. Um, He's great, man. He's great. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, man. So... The next match was Jake Hager and Daniel Garcia versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. This was supposed to be the last time we see 
Claudio in the BCC, the whole thing here. Uh, you know, he had the match against Jericho that Saturday. So, man, um, he had the thing against Jericho Saturday. So, uh, yeah, if he would have lost that, he would have been the newest member of the JAS. He got his book ahead. Man. I will say. Mm-hmm. Where has the steam for Daniel Garcia went? Bro, I'm telling where has he been? They he been was nothing. mad, mad over. Mm-hmm. And man, I mean, people still like him. Obviously, we still love Daniel Garcia here, but Jesus. Jesus, bro. You can't let momentum die out like that. Mm-mm. It's almost like what Ugh, they did with Wheeler. Yeah, exactly. You just can't, you just gotta keep up with it. Yeah, I mean, he ended up losing his title. He ended up losing his title. And I don't think that will hurt him. You know, I don't think that will no. hurt him. But it's good for Wheeler. It's good for Wheeler. And, and like I said, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really hurt Danny Garcia because he, he is great, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you you can't really bury him unless you're doing something that's uh, really uh, a stretch to do. But it's um, it's interesting, man. It's really interesting. So I don't, I don't know, I don't, I I don't know, man. I don't know. It almost hey, what's up? What's up, Bill? How's it going? Thanks for stopping by. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. She says that she's sucks. sick, man. So everybody, everybody, wish Bell um. A healthy recovery, man. Being sick sucks, bro. All I can say is TK needs to stop cooling people down, and it's going to be a long Mm. road to the rumble. Oh, my God. Oh, (laughs) fuck. Yeah, you couldn't be any more correct, bro. Like a good nine, eight, nine, boring ass episodes are on until then. Dude, I think so. We got. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six episodes of Monday Night Raw until, and honestly, bro, most of those might be taped because it's Christmas and then it's New Year's, so, (sighs) you heard that, did you hear that Brock Lesnar news, man, at WrestleMania? I did. Cool. Which, we'll talk about that on that Friday. Match awesome. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think I would, would like the other match just for the sake of him more. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about it on Friday. Definitely. Definitely, bro. So, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's real weird, bro. It's real weird. It seems like they've cooled. It seems like they've cooled Daniel Garcia down, like, like, uh, Bell's mentioning here. And as we were talking about, too, man, um, it's it's interesting, bro. It's really interesting because I I don't I don't know where that comes from. I don't know what died out. Um, I know. I don't I, I don't know, man. I it's it's always so weird in AEW because nine times out of ten, it's almost like never the person's fault. It's literally just mishandling of their booking. Literally, literally, it's that's what it is. It's just them fucking up. 
and just oh just doing the wrong feud it's always that they always do the wrong feud mm-hmm. after somebody's hot mm-hmm. i feel like they're gonna do it to starks too which i hope they don't but you know their pattern definitely yeah it's uh or look look at ftr look at ftr exactly. man they were hot all summer and then they proceeded to do i couldn't even tell you what they did all summer to be honest matches random matches that was it <sighs> yeah and then with daniel garcia with daniel garcia to be honest it almost seemed like Sammy Guevara took his role back, and they started giving him yeah. a lot of these matches that they were giving to Garcia. Real weird. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't like that. Especially not for Guevara. Yeah, and, es- and especially with especially with Tony Khan saying, you know, I you know, I don't think everybody needs to have a year a year long run on television and how he likes the revolving door. Dude. You the thing about Tony Khan's revolving door is there's no there's no poetry involved in it. No, it's, it's just true. abrupt. It's just this person's having a great run and then all of a sudden they just not there the one week and then they're not there the next week and then they're not there the next week. Like, dude, write them off television or something. Yeah. Have give them a story, let them complete the story, and then they could go. And yeah. go away for a couple weeks, and then they could come back and start a new one. And while they're gone, this other person started their story. And at the end of their story, they leave. You can't just do it. You gotta have a reason, a goal. Like, like look at, like look at Miro, for example. Mm-hmm. Miro was brought back in that that Coliseum show, that MJF, the Kia Coliseum show, or the LA Forum, whatever the hell it's called, Miro was brought back on that show against John, uh, against John Morrison, Johnny Elite, or whatever the hell his name is, and he comes back, people are excited about it, and then he just dips, and it's like, wait, like, just for us to find out creative has nothing for him, like, where was the... Like where, like what, like where was your, where was your thought process in that? Like why'd you bring him back? Exactly, bro. Exactly. Know. I don't I hate know. that pattern, bro. I really do. I I really do, man. Bell says I think it might pick up again in the new year, but there, but, but till the year is out, at least definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could see Triple H wanting to, because I believe those New Year's shows are live, so I could see him wanting to do a little something-something for those shows to kind of yeah. give them some oomph to them. But, um, man, as for this month, dude, golly, that is, uh, ooh, it, you know, the, the two shows, the two Raws deep that were into this Royal Rumble season, the two Raws following Survivor Series, Whew. They have been rough, bro. They have been rough. Um, And Durante's here, man. He says, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. And what I'm about good, yourself? Um, <laughs> Bell says, think of the acclaim. They were the hottest act in wrestling before Sami Zayn, and, and now they're not there anymore. I feel like they're being cooled down. BCC was the hottest stable before the bloodline. 
dude. Oh, exactly. They yes, they they man, when they first got together, they were such a hot act. They were such a hot act. That's and just it, funny. Yeah, and it definitely it definitely seems like they have been cooled down a lot, a lot. And the acclaimed Oh yeah. As for they're, the they're not as bad. No, I don't see it being that bad yet, to be honest. I feel like it might get there, sadly, but so far, the crowd's been keeping up with it, which is good. Definitely. Definitely, bro. They need to get up on an actual feud, though. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. They, uh, and... And I definitely see where your concern comes from, being that they are being teased to be in a feud with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and that group. Bruh. Uh, Don't do that. Just do not. I mean, unless you want to ruin them, do not do that. Exactly. Because that is no good for anybody. That didn't help. That has helped nobody. That they've been in a feud with. They are WWE mid-card purgatory in AEW. That is the most WWE mid-card act I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) Oh, bro, it really is, bro. It really fucking is. I mean, golly. Um, yeah, horrible, bro. Horrible. Um, so... Yeah, so this tag match, um, you know, they were telling Claudio that if he, if he, uh, you know, lose when he loses to Chris Jericho, they're gonna put another hat on him, and he's gonna be a team with Jake Hager again, and they're gonna be called the Hat Trick. And Jake Hager, when he entered the match, he pulled out another bucket hat, and he threw it to Claudio. And Claudio just acted like he was going to put it on. And then I think he ended up throwing it away. But, dude. <sighs> Why? Well, like, I get that's his JS gimmick is the hat. Why are you making it so prominent, though? I want to see Garcia more than I want to see this dude's fucking hat. I don't even <sighs> hate the gimmick. I know. I don't. I don't give a shit. But it's like, why are you putting it so much in our face? Just if ha- it's if it was in the back, mm-hmm. I was gonna say the reason the reason the gimmick will piss me off is if it's in title situations like when he faced Orange exactly. Cassidy, you know I have a problem with it. But at the end of the day, Jake Hager is a background player in this faction, and he's the heater, and he's damn good at it. And I just don't understand why he couldn't just be the heater. I mean, he's he's yeah. an MMA fighter. You know, I believe he's I believe he's won all of his all of his fights. I know he only had two, but he won all of them. Like he, you know, and and even if he didn't win any, I mean, he's an he's a legitimate MMA fighter, and he's just a good fucking heater. I don't know why he's so, like with Chris Jericho, he is solid as fuck. Everybody's got to say that oh, about yeah. you know Jake Hager may not be the most you know technical sa- technically sound or most no. high flying dude. <laughs> you know, in the business, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, bro, like when it comes to Chris Jericho, he has been solid as hell throughout his whole run for being Chris's heater. And it makes sense. I don't know why we got to give him a weird gimmick that, you know, I mean, 
like nobody really nobody else really in the JAS has a weird sports entertainy gimmick except for him. I mean no, the other exactly. one I mean Sammy Guevara is still Sammy Guevara, Daniel Garcia is still Daniel Garcia. Matt Menard and Angelo Parker are just almost there it feels like they're themselves just turned up to a 10, you know, um Yeah, exactly. And then there's Jake Hager, who, for whatever fucking reason, has the gimmick of a purple hat. How is that? How how does that make how does that make your character interesting or better? No, exactly. Like, if if they really want to play up to the joke, make him the generic MMA guy as the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, a fucking purple bucket hat. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I just don't like how prominent it is. That's what I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about the gimmick. I'll laugh at it if it's in the background. It's not bad. I've seen worse. I'd rather I'd rather yeah. watch his purple hat than Dan Housen. I'll tell you that. Oh my god. <laughs> I, 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 I would watch I would watch paint dry than than fucking scripts. Um ah, but, me too. I'll be fucking sitting right like, next to you. Staring at the dude, fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the prominence, man. That's what kills us. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. The fuck, Durante? I just, why did I just peep those those RVD jokes? I don't know if he's hanging out with RVD, man, because I, I heard WWE's not... Um, I heard... Yeah, the, they don't test for weed no more. Yeah, I heard they don't test for marijuana anymore, man, so I don't know what Matt Riddle, I don't know what he's getting himself <laughs> into, man, but I don't think it's very good. Prayers to him, man. I heard he's going to rehab, man, so I hope he I hope he gets right, man. I hope he gets work. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. Hat trick, like three goals a, f- a footballer makes in football. Yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, I believe Give that fucking gimmick to a gimmick guy, to a British guy. Yeah, I believe like, it's not... the I believe it's the same way in in hockey as well. But I know Claudio's a big mm. football fan, you know, um, uh, not American football, but soccer. You know, mm-hmm. he's a big soccer guy. So, um, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't know. It's <sighs> I don't know what the fuck I'm laughing at, bro. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yes, but uh, yeah, but I believe I believe he I believe he's a I believe he's a big soccer fan or football whatever the hell you want to call it. So, um, yeah, that just that would have been a fucking nightmare. That would have been a fucking nightmare. That would have been horrible. It really would have. So, Tony Schiavone comes in the ring and he says, "You know, uh, Mister Regal has a message for you guys, and there's no Brian Danielson there because." Later in the day, they said he stayed in the hospital with William Regal, and he's been there ever since last week. I do not know if William Regal's in the hospital. I think Daniel Bryan may have been drugged back to Connecticut. So we need to find out his whereabouts. Say how long you going to stay in the hospital for, dog? What the hell? Bro got kids and everything. He just dipped. He just dipped for Mr. Regal. He's really going to slide for Mr. Regal. For a week. Bro, I swear to God. God damn, bro. You got a wife, two kids. I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) Bro, just... I hope you got a shower there. Holy shit. I hope so, bro. I hope... I think they do in hospital rooms, but... Yeah, you know they do. But, like, bro, you ain't got no bags. 
I know you only packed for like three days at the most. Honestly. And the way he left Dynamite, he was literally in his gear. Yeah. He, you're just at the hospital in your gear. He was in it. He just had his wrestling gear on and shorts to go over his trunks. And that was it. That's funny as hell, bro. bro I've been in the hospital for a week. Hey, I don't know what's up with that, man. It's it's interesting, bro. It's definitely interesting. But um, so William Regal, William Re- uh Tony Giovanni says, you know, you guys, you know, William Regal wanted me to show you guys this. So Regal is uh on, you know, they're standing in the backstage area, and he tells Tony Schiavone, you know, you. You are the only person I trust to take this interview. And then he points at the cameraman and he says his name specifically. And he says, and you are the only person that I trust, uh, trust to film this. So he tells Tony Schiavone, he says, he says, um, you know, it sucks that I have to stand up here and do this. Um, knowing what I did. He says, and the only way you guys are going to see this is if something really, really bad happens to me. So he then he then goes on to he then goes on to say, I gave MJF what he wanted. And then he brings up the old phrase of be careful what you wish for, because he wanted to be world champion so bad. And now he has everybody um, going after him. And he says the reason that he did what he did is because he needed to show those guys that they did not need him anymore and that they alone can teach Wheeler, and I love the emphasis on this, to Mm -hmm. teach Wheeler to be the best professional wrestler because he knows that they can and they do not need him there anymore. And he says, so the reason I did what I did is to teach you guys the last and most valuable lesson I could have ever, I could have ever taught, I could have ever taught you, is to always be one step ahead and to keep eyes in the back of your head. He says, "Mates, it's been emotional," and he walks away. Damn, so fucking sad, bro. So that sad, was, bro. It, it, man. That shit was sad. I was like, wow. Oh, that was the other thing he said. He said, before he said, always stay one step ahead and keep eyes in the back of your head. He said, um, he is Blackpool Combat Club for life. And I love that. I love that. I love that the group is still together. And it seems after final battle, they are stronger than ever. And I love that. And if they knew Regal was leaving... I really like that direction for the story to have these guys almost be going through a crisis in the group to then have them become stronger than ever again. Uh, I I think, I think that's what people want to see for the group because the group is way too fucking popular to break up plain and simple. It's too good. It's too cool. That logo is too good. They gotta keep it together, and I and I love that they are, man. I love the way they did it, man. And they've wrapped everything up nicely, man. Last week we were talking about like how long you were the right way to end that. it, yeah. Exactly, and they ended up doing it really right. They closed all the ends. Now could have they could could they have done it a little even better? Absolutely. Yeah. But 
this was a, I am perfectly fine with the way this ended, man. It's sad. I don't want it to end like this, but it, it's gotta end. So, this, this is, this is awesome. I am, I could say I'm satisfied with the ending of William Me too. Eagle and them. Me too. Which is uh, something I'm glad I could say. I really can. And what made it all that much more important was John Moxley, of all people, grabs the mic and he talked not really in any resentment to Mr. Regal at all. He talked like he understood what was going on mm-hmm. because he is another one that Regal specifically brought up. He said, I'm going to say this specifically to John Moxley and I know he will understand it. And then he went on to say something. I can't remember what exactly it was. It was something that I said, though. I can't. I just can't remember the placement of it. But it was specifically aimed at Moxley. You know, I think it might have been about them teaching Wheeler to be the greatest professional wrestler or something like that. And Moxley grabbed the mic and in no resentment to William Regal whatsoever talked about how there is no group um, in this business that loves professional wrestling more than them more than the Blackpool Combat Mm -hmm. Club. So that was pretty much what that was about. And then he just promoted Final Battle, said how Saturday night is going to be the end of the BCC versus the JAS. And um, fantastic, bro. Fantastic. And I really, um, you know, Danielson wasn't there, but it also could have been for a personal reason. Yeah. But I hope him being there isn't doesn't play a factor in because I know you mentioned something about you were thinking that Danielson would turn on them. Mm-hmm. I really hope we don't see that. I think that's a huge no, waste. I hope not. Mm-hmm. But if anybody in that group is turning, it, it it's Danielson. And that's kind of what they teased. So Nope, not yet, at least. I'm cool with it. In How did they tease years it? Time. By telling Regal, that, tell, Regal telling them that they gotta watch their back. Gotcha. He said, like, there's always a snake in the world or something like that. And he didn't say that, but he was easy to mention it, like, watch your back because someone else can turn at any moment. And someone might. Mm-hmm. Someone really might. And if, and if it's anybody, it's Danielson. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but man, I, I really, really, really would not like to see that as much as as no. much as I enjoyed Danielson as a baby face and the Blackpool Combat Club or sorry, as much as I enjoyed Danielson as a heel and the Blackpool Combat Club, you don't necessarily you don't necessarily need to you don't necessarily need to um and you know, they're they're not baby face. Like they're baby faces for crowd reaction and they're baby faces. They're, they're just baby faces because they're not heels, you know, exactly, you know, but they're, they're, they're badass baby faces. You know, they don't really, you know, he's not smiling at the crowd and doing, waving his hands up and down saying, yes. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. And, And I think it's worked, man. I think it's worked. Even though, like I said, I did love me some heel Danielson. Um, Mm-hmm. I will say though, man, I know, I know, you know, the, the WWE stuff, you know, the popular opinion is to say that you like Daniel Bryan more than Brian Danielson, not me, bro. And I believe you too, as well. I, I love me some Brian Danielson way more. I do, bro. 
I like his feel. I like the way he acts. I like I like it all, man. And yes, I, that theme song bumps. I love that yeah. fucking song. Oh yeah, your shit's flames. Yes, I love his presentation more. I love his in ring style. Mm-hmm. His in, like you don't realize it at the time, but his in ring style in WWE. You know, I mean, it was great, but compared to his AEW yeah. run, it was almost pussyfied. Held back, exactly, bro. They they make him hold back for no reason. Mm-hmm. No question, no question, bro. So, so, oh god. In the next match, we got fucking Jade Cargill and the Baddies versus Sky Blue, Madison Rain, and Jade's ex baddie. Kiera Hogan. Just cut it. Bro. Just cut it, bruh. Oh, fucking God, bro. What in the blue hell? Um, dude. I'm telling you. Who wants to see this, bruh? Who the hell? Nobody. Uh, huh. This match. This match, dude. This match literally lasts no more than three minutes. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill gets the easy pinfall victory over Madison Rain. And like I said, this match started uh, an hour and 28 minutes, or sorry, an hour and 27 minutes into the show. And at the hour and 30 mark, it was done. This match was no more than three minutes. And this is somebody people genuinely consider to be one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. What? The hell out of here. That's <sighs> posh match. It's, that's all she does. Boring as hell. Jade. Jade ain't it, bruh. Jade ain't it. She... I mean, like I said, Matt, like I said, in the beginning of the year at Revolution, she had that, like, short but, like, actually solid match against Ty Conti. And it was good. It was good, and, and you can see improvements in her game. I genuinely have not felt that she's gotten better since then. I genuinely no, have not exactly. felt that there's much of any improvement since fucking March. And it is December. March. Get it off, bro. Get the fucking belt off of her. I'm Get it on somebody that, that can actually provide us with good wrestling. Why the hell is there another women's championship to, to begin with? I hate when they I hate when they make belts just for people I hate it it's so pointless (sighs) golly (laughs) dude I can't believe people compare Jade to Bianca and can keep up with her in the ring Bianca would expose her so bad it's not even funny a hundred percent God, 100%. That should be hilarious. You know, you know. At the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm always, I'm always giving Bianca crap uh, because she's booked like John Cena. But honestly, at the end of the day, at least I know Bianca Belair can put on a banger. You know what I mean? Exactly. She could put on a damn good match, and and that's that's what matters, man. Yes. And good lord. And you know. Not. When when her character when her care you know when her character is being treated right she's great she's great but the problem again with Bianca now is her character is just not being handled right it feels kind of stale but 
at the end of the day, you know, again, we give Bianca some shit on here, especially as of lately. But I mean, Jesus, at the end of the day, man, at least we know Bianca Belair got us when it comes to a banger. Because if she needs to give us one, she will. Uh, We know that. So, no. She cannot. She, no, I mean, she, she... There is absolutely no comparing her to Bianca Belair. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. Um, so, yeah, that was that. And then after that, we got, we got, um, Britt Baker, or Soraya talking to Tony Schiavone. Soraya talking to Tony Schiavone in the back, and out came or in walked in rather Britt Baker Britt Baker walked in here man and she is holding um my bad did I just mess that all up was it Britt that walked in or was it Soraya that walked in I think it was Britt I think it was Britt okay okay Brit. so so Britt Brit walks in and she's holding an envelope yes I was correct Britt walks in and she's holding an envelope and she tells um, she tells, uh, Soraya, she tells Soraya, she says, you know, I have this envelope here and it is an open contract for January 11th, which is when we will finally see game seven of this best of seven series, uh, all the way in January. So January 11th, January 11th, she is going to. She she has an open contract and she's gonna give it to Soraya for a tag team match. Herself and Jamie Hayter versus Soraya and whoever she can find to team with her. Hmm. Well So Soraya yeah. takes the contract and you know takes her up on the contract for January 11th at the Kia Coliseum or the LA Forum, whatever the hell you want to call it, bro. Oh, man. Good Lord. So, originally, I was very excited for this. Originally, I thought Mm -hmm. this was going to be incredible. I would then come to figure out that there is an ongoing rumor. I, I can't believe these words are about to come out of my mouth. And pertains to AEW. Bro. Dude, I swear. The rumor is that Soraya's partner will not be Sasha Banks. Instead, it will be Alicia fucking Fox. And she will be going under the ring name of Vix. V I X. Oh my god, shoot me in the fucking kneecap, bro. What the hell? The worst women's wrestlers I have ever seen. And Twitter loves her for some godforsaken reason. I and she is you. garbage to the bone. I could not tell you why. I I, I hope it's dude, not her, man. I swear. I, I swear to God, bro. I, I, uh, <laughs> Tony Khan. Tony Khan, Don't bro. If you... Make us wait a month, literally over a month, for Alicia Fox. Shut You're it down, bro. Shut it down. You're worth booking decision of the year at the start of the next year, bro. Come on, dog. It will literally be January 11th. 
and you will make a run. (laughs) And you will make a run for worst booking decision of the year. Dude, I was hearing that a lot all over Twitter, bro. Because apparently Tony Khan followed her or some shit. It was some random shit. Ah, dude, I'm scared. Horrible. I'm genuinely scared. I am genuinely scared. I am. Durante, Durante says, where the fuck did you hear that shit? So, you know, nobody credible, but it's the ongoing rumor. And I just want to prepare you guys for the just in case utter hell we're going to have to go. Dude. And honestly, if you're making us wait a whole month for a television match, there's nobody. There's nobody that is going to. Pop that, that crowd. Mm-hmm. Not um, not named Sasha Banks, bro. Or Mercedes Bonet, Mercedes Vernado, whatever. Bro, if Sasha Banks does not come through that curtain, oh man, get ready for some serious backlash. And what's going to be fucked up about it this time, this guy has no excuses, bro, because he's going to have to sit on this for a month and say... We are going to send Alicia Fox out there in one of our biggest venues, L.A., Mm -hmm. the L.A. Forum, Historical Arena. We are going to send Alicia Fox out there in the same building that Magic Johnson won fucking NBA championships in. Historic NBA moments in that arena. Mm -hmm. We are going to send Alicia Fox out out there in front of the live crowd it better you gotta be out of your better fuck. Be bro you better you gotta it be off your fucking be. rocker if you think that's a good idea dude it needs to be this sasha banks it needs and you know the last time they were at the la forum is when mjf did his pipe bomb so actually you know what i think they might have went another time no no i don't know they went i think they went to a different part of la so yeah, last I think time, this is our first time in that arena. So, so no, uh, MJF, MJ, oh. the MJF pipe bomb oh. was in that arena. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, the last time you were there, you had a bunch of executives there. So I'm assuming those same executives are going to come out to see what's going on um, mm-hmm. this time around. That is the last thing you need. Last. Is for Alicia Fox to walk through that fucking curtain. It needs to be Sasha Banks. No if, ands, or buts. I swear to God, it better be. I swear to God. So, in the main event, we have. <laughs> well, I'll read Bell's comment before we get to that. Get on. She says, "If that happens, I'm officially putting NXT Women's Division of all places in my number two spot behind." MJPW and stardom. Golly, she says, advice to uh, to TK. WWE had to announce that Becky Lynch was the mystery tag partner because they were scared she wouldn't get booed because she was not Sasha Banks. So y'all better announce that. Mm -hmm. If it's Alicia Fox and you don't announce that, her career already starts off as a dud. Vix. Not only do you hit... No, I was going to say you already did hit worst booking decision. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, 
golly, bro. It needs to be Sasha fucking Banks, TK, says Durante. Again, no if, ands, or buts. If, bro, oh, you got, man, you guys are in for a, uh, you guys are in for a funny ass unscripted if Alicia Fox walks through that fucking curtain, bro. Um, oh, bro. I'm, I'm saying that right now. Um, so the main event of Dynamite, man, we got the acclaimed versus uh, FTR. This was a great one, man. This was a great one. This was a really, really good tag team match in the main event of Dynamite here. So good. So good. Another great match for the Acclaim this year. Another great match for FTR. And, yeah, just another notch on FTR's belt for uh, great matches this year. And uh, great for the Acclaimed as well. Um, Great for the Acclaimed Mm -hmm. as well. Another great tag team match to make them look like uh, great uh, great uh, professional wrestlers, man. However, they did get the roll-up victory. I would like to see FTR give them the nod, but I don't think we're quite there yet. I think the FTR will eventually, you know, loon, mm-hmm. uh, lose clean to them, or maybe they might beat them. But uh, Max Caster ended up uh, just barely getting out of this one for the acclaimed as he rolled up cash and kept the belts, man. So, interesting. Hell yeah interesting way to end it i don't really know how i feel about it um i don't know man definitely setting up more definitely we'll just have to see when the next one actually happens definitely definitely and then we'll also have to wait and see kind of what where where they start going with the acclaimed uh from now on so it's gonna be interesting man nonetheless it's going to be interesting Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, I'm excited, but concerned at the same time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely, man. So, yeah, that was AEW Dynamite. And then the only thing of note on Rampage, the only thing I cared enough to go back and take a look at was Takeshita versus Jon Moxley. Mm -hmm. What can I say, man? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Took the words right out of my mouth. It was fucking fantastic, as we all knew it would be. And yeah, man, so we actually got two pay-per-views over the weekend. We got mm-hmm. ROH Final Battle, great show, and NXT Deadline, which I heard was a pretty good show, actually. I heard it was a pretty good yeah. show. I needed to bring this up because I've had it. Um, Bro. Who the fuck is listening to our podcast? Who the hell sent the New Day down there to win the Tag Team Championships after we literally just made fun a a couple weeks ago how nobody wants to see them go down there and fight pretty deadly? What did they do? And they went down there and they won. They fought pretty deadly and won. Good Lord. How unoriginal. Now, now they really have nothing to do after this. Wow. That was your final excuse to keep them in this company. Now <laughs> they've done literally everything. Ooh. Bro. Literally everything. Did you see Isla Dawn making the... Yep. <laughs> Dude. Shawn like, Michaels, bro. It's giving... WWE in the last like year and a half 
has given the supernatural part of wrestling such a bad name from Alexa to this shit. Now people just shit on that type of storytelling. And I hate that they're doing it because it's uh, they get this such bad example of it. You make the ref bleed what black blood out of his mouth or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. because Ilo's gimmick is a witch. Like, bro, what is that garbage? It's not even compelling. It's just I am a witch spell. What? Like, even though it's dog shit, at least with the Danhausen curse thing, he just points his finger and they lose a match. It's simple. It's it's simple. It's something you could write off. But with this shit, it's 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 she's a witch. What? <laughs> she ain't no fucking witch. Uh, That's not what witches do, bro. Dude, horrible. I hate it. You know what? Bell brings up a really fucking good point. I didn't even think about that. She says the reason the New Day won is because the the pay per views for NXT are back on the road. So obviously they're, they're yeah. So. Let's just go watch the New Day versus fucking uh, Damon Kemp and fucking, I don't even know that. <laughs> some garbage tag team. No, I mean, they got some good tag teams down there. I think the New Day will be able to, to, to work Hold with on. the better ones down there. I think they'll mm-hmm. be able to work good with grizzled young veterans. I think that'd be awesome. And I also think they'd be able to work really good with the Creed Brothers. I think that'd be solid as well. Pretty Deadly is not a not a bad team either. Gimmicks are a little weird, um, but overall they're not the worst thing ever. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, Schism uh, or GYV, whatever the hell you want to call them, um, they're they're you know, uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake are fucking fantastic. So. I think they'd be able to work well with uh, some of the teams they got down there. I apologize for not knowing too much other tag teams down there, but you know, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I find it so funny. I find it so funny. Mm -hmm. We literally just talked about that. And then they send the new day down there to go in the tag titles. We literally just talked about how nobody wants to see that. Um, funny as hell, bro. Sad thing, that was a really good match before the point, and yes, I did watch Deadline because I was curious about the Iron Survivor match, which I like the match as a concept, actually. I heard it was pretty good. I heard it was pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. Um, I don't really know how much I care to to hear about Grayson Waller versus Braun Breaker at uh, Vengeance Day. I really, uh, I would have went with your option, Bell, which was uh, Mellow. But honestly, to be 100% honest, I've, I've been waiting for you to be in the chat again because I wanted to, to mention this to you because we were talking about this on Friday. But <laughs> do you have Mello take the belt from Braun Breaker or do you send Mello up before Braun Breaker? Because honestly, Mello's, I think Mello's a little more ready than Braun, to be honest. 100%. I would say. I would say. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. I think, I, yeah, I think Mello, I think Mello, I mean, Mello's just way better than Braun. But if you, if you call up Braun and have Mello beat him, 
I don't think Braun Breaker's as ready as as Carmelo. I was gonna, I was literally just about to call no. him Carmelo Anthony, um, Carmelo Hayes. Um, exactly. So, I don't know. To be a hundred percent honest, I would do the match WrestleMania weekend. I know people hate. I would have done it at Vengeance Day and had Braun lose WrestleMania weekend because, uh, from what I hear of for, from people that watch NXT, is it's and. I can I can see the shit too, and I don't even watch NXT. It's just too much Breaker. It's just too much mm-hmm. of him as champ. But um, but it, it's interesting because I think I I would have done Melo and Braun at Vengeance Day had Melo lose, and then have Melo get called up after WrestleMania, and then I would have had Braun lose at the WrestleMania weekend show, and then maybe get called up in the draft. You know, or something like yeah. that. But I wouldn't put the the where I'm going with this is I wouldn't put the NXT title on Mello. I know it'd be great for him to have because he could add his name to that list. But but the thing with Mello, like I said, is I think Mello's way more ready than honestly a lot of people in in, in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's that's what I would do, man. That's what I would do. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah, man. SmackDown was SmackDown. Uh, I think they're saving Melo versus Braun for Mania weekend. I would have him take the belt off him only because no one else makes sense. Then maybe a call up in the draft, and then maybe yeah. in the draft have Melo get called up. Yeah, would you say you keep... What would you do with Braun? Would you call Braun up, or would you keep him down there? Probably got to keep him down there, to be honest. Yeah, I, me too. I, I, I think yeah. I keep him down there. Uh, he's alright, but he... He's alright, but... He's got a lot of work to do. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's just the truth. That's just the harsh truth, say, man. It's not his mid-card at best. He'll, he'll face the Miz on the main roster, and that's about his cap. Yeah, or he'll have a match a with while. Gunther, and that'll that'll be it. Two big Gunther. guys, and that'll oh. that'll be about it, man. But um, SmackDown wasn't really nothing. It was more Ronda Rousey. Just I don't know how you uh, regress so bad. I really didn't know there was such a thing. Um, golly. It gets worse and worse. It, dude, it really does. Um, uh, Hit Row got their vengeance on the Legados and the Viking Raiders. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Usos beat Sheamus and Butch for the tag titles. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler broke Shotzi's elbow or her hand or something. God, that was one of the worst segments I've ever fucking seen. Oh my god, it was so fucking bad, dude. It was so fucking bad. Um, L.A. Knight did a promo about Bray. He did a promo about Bray talking about how Bray attacked him and he's trying to lie and and he's t- and he is going by each individual time he's been attacked how you can see what he was calling Bray's toys um or Uncle Howdy as we know um 
Then he goes, you know what? I'm going to just come back there and find you and fight you right now. He goes back there. He's walking. Mm -hmm. He finds a room. He sees the shirt, the, the Bray Wyatt shirt, the one I wear, you know, with the little moth logo on it. So he sees that in the back. He sees that in the back, and he he says, huh, well, you know, so he walks up to it. He walks up to the, he walks up to the, um, to the shirt, and the lights go off, and he turns his phone camera on, and he turns around, and staring right in his face is the Uncle Howdy mask, and the segment cut off. He was staring at Uncle, (laughs) he was staring at Uncle Howdy with blue eyes. Yeah, we've seen an Uncle Howdy before with red eyes, so it's very, very interesting. Very interesting, man. What that means, what that could mean. Why, man? All the details matter when it comes to this man, bro. Mm -hmm. Just like it says in his theme song, man. The little details matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Jay Uso tells Sami Zayn to spruce up. Because he's going to have a big night next week with Roman Reigns. And he thinks it's going to be a really big night for him. Hmm. Are they really? Slowly getting that. Exactly. Are they slowly getting that old Sammy back? Are they really going to turn on Sami Zayn next week? Uh, I don't know. Real weird. Real weird choice of words by Jey Uso here. I think it's going to be a big week for you next week. What else what else are you implying? Like I don't know, man. Unless they unless they made him another fucking t-shirt or something. I don't know. I'm saying unless they fucking somehow legally changed his last name to Uso without his consent. Mm. I mean, I don't know what else you could do. What else is there to celebrate? Interesting, bro. So he tells Sami Zayn he needs to He needs to look nice for next week. He needs to trim his beard and trim his hair. Very, very interesting, bro. Very fucking interesting that we are, like Sir K just mentioned, bro, we are starting to see Sami Zayn. Go back to the old Sami Zayn look, and it's going to be interesting. Not next week at Elimination Chamber, because that's in Sami's hometown. Well, that's the interesting thing, is the rumored match for the Elimination Chamber is Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. So, do they do the turn before? That's what's got me thinking. That's what's got me thinking, man. That's that's, that's the thing. I hope not, but they might. It is in Chicago, so if you did want to do it, there's really no better crowd that you're going to get a better reaction yeah. in front of. So that's the thing oh, in terms man. of weekly TV. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to pay $300 for SmackDown tickets. Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that'll that never change. You'll catch me at a SmackDown when those things are like a fucking $100 at, at, the, at a pop. Um, exactly. So... Until then, no. Hell no. You See know. you at Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. You just get more bang for your buck, no pun intended, but you really do. 
Exactly. You really do. Like you that. get to watch the rampage. You get to watch fucking. You get to laugh at dark. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. Dude. And then you got dynamite. And then you got. And then you got a merch table. Which man, I just, I miss pro wrestling tees, bro. I really do. I really do. I really fucking do. Yeah. It's just, seriously, it is. It is truly heartbreaking. But regardless, regardless, um. Uh, oh, that was the other thing. Kurt Angle did his little milk truck segment, but we're not really going to talk too much about that. What really happened with Kurt Angle was, oh, was awesome. he was in the back, and he's doing mm-hmm. his uh, birthday celebration party. And uh, there was a the party itself looked dry as hell. I mean, there was fucking Madcap Moss was there. Emma was there. I mean, it. it g- generally speaking, the party looked dry as fuck. But the party was the party was turned the fuck up when Kurt Angle was received when Kurt Angle received this this uh, child looking card with a picture of him on it, and it had a heart around it and said "Number One Dad." And who was it, man? It was none other than. Jason. 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 It was Jason, Jason fucking Jordan, bro. That, that was, was awesome. so, so awesome to see. I miss Jason Jordan, bro. Jason Jordan. So I miss him in American Alpha, and I really want to see American Alpha back, but I really, really miss. I also really miss singles, fucking entitled Jason Jordan. Oh, Top tier comedy. Frog thought he was so tough. Bro, oh, that shit was hilarious. Dude. I loved it. Dude, I will never, never forget. I was watching this Jason Jordan promo, and I was still in high school at the time, and I'm sitting in my fucking first period class, and he's doing this promo about how he's answering Roman Reigns' uh, Intercontinental Open, and he's sitting there, and he's like, <laughs> saying something along the lines of, He's saying something along the lines of, um, well, this Monday, uh, tonight, Roman, we're going to see whose yard it really is. And he's just looking in the camera and he's trying to be so intimidating. And I remember teacher was giving her, giving her opening announcements at fucking seven o'clock in the morning. And I just fucking start busting up laughing because I couldn't fucking hold it in because the shit was just so funny. <laughs> Jason Jordan was great, man. Bell said that was great, and it reminded me of how sad his career had to end. Yeah. So fucking sad, bro. So I sad. I swear, man, that's the worst. Yeah. That really is. He's been out, man, for the same time as Paige has, man. So if if, if the opportunity presented itself, if he wants to, I would I, I would be willing to welcome Jason Jordan back with open arms, man. He actually comes he, from he, really close to where me and Sir Kay grew up and people yeah. like that are always an inspiration to us because being being you know just being um just you know speaking speaking from a personal standpoint it is always i i it's all it always gives you hope you know what i mean mm-hmm. being uh you know a kid growing up on in the outside suburbs of chicago man and seeing people that are so that grew up so close to you that made it that that made it that made it out of of their 
middle class or, or, or whatever kind of lower class situation and, and making something of yourself. It is so, I mean, I don't know how the fucking guy grew up, but it is so, um, it's, it's so, it's so crazy yeah. and it's so inspiring to see, but, um, exactly. it really is. It, it really, really is. is. Yes. So Jason Jordan, Jason Jordan comes from, um, Jason Jordan comes from a, a town probably, from where I'm at, probably like a 10 minute drive in first or K, probably like a five. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so crazy. it really is. It really is. And to me, to me, that kind of stuff always speaks to me. So I've always had a little bit of bias uh, towards Jason Jordan because of that, because he comes from so close to where we grew up. Uh, it's, it, it's inspirational. It's very inspirational, man. Um, regardless, Enough with the side stories, man. So Monday Night Raw opens. Eh. Eh. Speaking of Raw, bro. Even though this is news, more news. Did you hear who debuted in the main event tapings? Tonight, after the tapings of Raw. I uh, actually did not. It's a bigger name. A name you didn't think would debut on main event tapings. And they changed her name. Wanna guess who it is? Oh no. Is she in NXT? No, she's not from NXT. She's not from WWE. It's a it's a debut. Oh, she's from AEW. Well, at one point. A long time ago. Kylie Ray? Guess what her name is now, too. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Debuted on main, on, a, on main event taping as Brianna Ray. <laughs> Career's done. Pack it in. Pack it fucking in. Brianna Ray. Main event taping. Debut. Apparently it's a real name. But... Okay, probably. Bro, oh my, dude. <sighs> Main event tapings, yep. Dude, they, bruh, they do know her catchphrase, or her, her nickname was, was Smiley Kylie. Yep, Kylie Ray, Brianna Ray, main event. And she has the most generic trons in the world. Well, damn. Uh, it, Brianna Ray is one of those weird names I could see, like, growing after a while. But nothing will ever be as cool as uh, Kylie Ray. Because it went so cool with Smiley Kylie. Yeah. And, um, dude, in the video, from the crowd's perspective of this fan that's taping it, you just see tarps on the other side. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. Bruh, what the fuck? What? Brianna Ray on the main event. So, actually, it's funny you bring that up, because now I'm going to venture off here again. Kylie Ray is another one who literally comes from, again, um, yeah, probably like five minutes from both of us, to be honest. Literally. Her, the high school she went to, was literally my high school's main rival. That is how close mm-hmm. Kylie Ray grew up to us. He's another That's one. Crazy. 
It's insane. It is absolutely insane. Dude, her, Jason Jordan, Ali, fucking Mr. Oak Park Mobster. Ali was, uh, oh. Ali was, um, I know he was Homewood. He was Homewood, yep. That's crazy, Homewood dog. police. But That's honestly, crazy. he talked a lot about how he used to wrestle in, um, he talked a lot about how he used to wrestle in uh, Oak Forest. Mm-hmm. So That's I don't know crazy. where he's from exactly, but I know he was a police officer in Homewood. And I, I do know he said on an interview one time he used to wrestle all the time at the Oak Forest something, the Oak Forest Park District or some shit like that. But um, That's, that's crazy, bro. All those guys are just so close. It's crazy. really is. It really is. So... Wow, Kylie. Honestly, I hope that's a point for her. I could see why Triple H saved her, being that I could. What happened with Tegan Knox? Yeah, you you kind of have to do it this way, but like, bruh, made him. And it's from what I see, sad. the crowd popping. Yeah, from what I see the crowd actually knows of her, so it's like. Good. Debut her, why don't you debut her in Chicago? You'll be here Friday. Dude, exactly. Everyone knows who she is over here. Come on. She, it's, oh man. I, yeah. It's really so sad we never oh. got to see her in, um... Workout in AEW. Yes. I mean, she was... Uh, she was the, she uh... She was gonna be there for a baker. Yeah, she was. She was. She was the major... She was the major signing, man. And it sucks. For whatever reason, things didn't work out there. It absolutely sucks, bro. It really does. Because she was... Mm-hmm. She was she was awesome. She was awesome. I know she was both of our she favorite was. AEW women. She was fucking oh, great, easily. bro. Oh, easily. Smiley Kylie, Damn. man. I would have loved to see her work out in AEW. It really sucks. It really, uh, really does. I swear, man. I swear. (sighs) Horrible. Horrible, man. So, we open Raw with Alexa Bliss versus Bally. I hope this means she's on the right path and Kylie versus Bailey one day. Dude, so similar, bro. She would have literally been AEW's hugger. Hugger Bailey. She would have. Oh man, such a missed opportunity But you know what Regardless on the name, I'm so happy She got, you know She dealt with The main spot uh, Yeah, I'm I'm so happy she dealt with All of her personal issues that made her Want to leave AEW in the first place I'm so happy she's kind of moved Past all that and has, you know Conquered, hopefully has conquered that And she is ready for a main spot Because she is so so fucking talented. Um, although it sucks, you know, that she's not gonna be Kylie Ray, she's not gonna be Smiley Kylie. I, I think I think it'll I think it'll grow. I think it'll grow and everybody mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully that name works out. Or maybe it will just be a placeholder and man, that that's just awesome. I'm so happy for her. That's awesome that's to crazy. hear. Oh, that's yeah, yeah that's oh, that's really man. crazy, man. That's really crazy. I'm very happy for her, man. So Show opens up, Damage Control's doing their entrance, and before the ma- before Alexa Bliss even came out, Becky Lynch attacked 
Dakota and EO and then Alexa Bliss came out they wrestled their match and Alexa Bliss beat Bailey off of a distraction from Bianca Belair uh Bianca you know distracting Bailey and Alexa Bliss was able to capitalize and hit the um twisted piss on her and um secure the victory man so Alexa Bliss is the number one contender for what I'm assuming is going to be the Royal Rumble in, and we're going to have six weeks build, which normally would be shit, but when I tell you guys what happens next, I think this is going to get a whole lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Alexa Bliss and Bianca are standing in the ring. Bianca's standing with her back to the Tron. Bianca puts her hand out to shake Bliss's hand. Alexa Bliss shoves her hand down. Goes for, opens her arms for the hug. You see Bray's logo flash on the screen. Alexa Bliss hugs her, turns her in Sister Abigail position. Bianca flips back up and pushes her off of her, and Alexa Bliss just snaps out of it. And is like, whoa. Love it. What the fuck? And she, and Alexa Bliss, you know, all embarrassed, just kind of walks away. But dude, listen, Logan, I know you don't want to see Alexa Bliss with Bray Wyatt. But this shit about to be fire. I think we are finally going to get what this pairing should have always been. Exactly. Good and consistent. Mm -hmm. Actually be together. Yes. And I love we got got a a nice six-week build. And it's going to be a nice slow build. And it's going to be... It's gonna be nice, nice bro. It's gonna be nice, I, and, I, and I'm enjoying it. I love. We all say. Uh, um, we've always said this. Me and Scrape have always said this uh, because we are huge, you know, black and gold fans. But less is more. So that's why. Mm-hmm. That's probably why me and you keep have been. Simple. Yes, keeping it simple, and that is why we are definitely in the boat of people that are appreciating this Bray Wyatt storyline because there are already people that are giving up on it, and you suck. Um, these are the same people. These are the same people that want, uh, good long-term stories booking. told and long-term mm-hmm. booking. It's great. It's great. And so that was that. That was that, man. Next, we got AJ Styles defeating Chad Gable. Kind of just a lot of randomness matches on here. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. The Street Profits and Akira Tozawa lose to the Judgment Day. So, yeah, that was that was that. Nothing really, nothing really much more than that. Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis are up at the merch table, and before this, Candice was telling them. You need to do better things with your money. And mm-hmm. Johnny says, you know what? You're right. Let's go to the merch stand. So they go to the merch stand, and Johnny Gargano says, I want everything. So he takes everything, and they start passing it out to the live crowd. They start passing out merch to the live crowd. And could you imagine being like a wrestling fan, and they pass you like a fucking small... <laughs> T-shirt, oh <laughs> like they passed me a fucking like triple XL. Be fucking pissed. 
I'd find some fucking fat ass be like, hey, bro, you trying to trade? <laughs> you got something that can fit you. That's Ugh. fucking fantastic, bro. I'd be so pissed. That or is if fantastic. I wanted fucking big as hell and they gave me a damn small. That'd be oh, so man. angry. Just, you know, your typical wrestling fan, you know, that fucking big motherfucker standing there and he's he's got his arms in the air and he grabs onto this shirt, man, and it's a fucking small. That would, oh, man, that would be golden. Yeah, it would be hilarious. So love that. they start passing out the merch and Miz or some guy in a hood, okay, don't know who this is. Pushes Johnny Gar- Johnny was standing on top of the announce table. He pushes Gargano over. Gargano falls. Dexter kind of stumbles. And this hooded figure starts running away with the bag of money. Adam Pierce, you know, from running, the hood had fell off. So you could completely see it's Miz now. Adam Pierce is standing at the top of the ramp like, dude, get your ass back in the ring. And the Miz is saying, no, this is my money. This is my money. And Adam Pierce is like, no, it's not your money. You owe Dexter. And he and he gets and he gets back in. He gets back in the he gets back in the ring. He gets back in the ring and Johnny Gargano but Johnny Gargano starts calling him Mike. Miz is saying, It's the Miz. And Johnny Gargano is saying, Mike. And he's saying, it's The Miz. And Johnny Gargano pretty much says, you know what? Next week, we're going to hang this money above the ring. And you're going to fight Dexter in a ladder match. And the, and the Miz is saying, you know, I need this money. And Johnny Gargano saying, no, you don't. We all know you're rich. And he says, you know, I am very rich. But, you know, this is my money. And... You know, Maurice takes care of my money, and I only get an allowance of it. And Johnny starts making fun of him, and then the Miz says, Oh, you know Candace handles your money, and Johnny says, Oh, good point. And, bro, just fucking, dude, I, I swear to God, I swear to God, next week better be the fucking end of this i am so better sick and i am so tired of doing and seeing this bullshit with these two and then putting none other than johnny gargano in the middle of it is what absolutely irks me the most it's horrible bro it's a damn disgrace it really is it really fucking is man i mean just just utterly ridiculous, bro. Utterly ridiculous. It needs to end, and it can't come soon enough. I'm telling you, bro. It, it's going to end. It should have ended. Candice LeRae got a clean victory. Or, sorry, EO Sky got a clean victory against Candice LeRae. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at that. They won something. Elias does a tribute concert for Matt Riddle before losing to Solo Sokoa. Um, Kevin Owens, uh, or Elias tried to get Owens to, Elias tried to get Owens to be in his corner. 
for the match because they took out Riddle. And Kevin Owens said, you know, I didn't forget what you did to me earlier this year with the Kevin Owens and Ezekiel stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, Elias is like, look, man, that was my brother. And Kevin Owens starts going all crazy again. But it look, uh, it looks like he ended up coming out and helping the man anyway. So he comes out with a steel chair to defend or to fend off Solo Sokoa and his attack. So that was that. Um, okay. Um, just so dull. So yeah, dull. exactly. Although, even though that storyline was pure garbage, I like how they bring up old stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't just discard it. I mm-hmm. mean, dog shit or not, it happened. Definitely. So, the fact that these two are interacting with each other, it's nice to see them bring it up. Because if it was under Vince, they would have just not brought it up at all. He would have been like, oh yeah, buddy. Like, they're best fucking oh, friends yeah. and like nothing ever happened. Exactly. So... Asuka, Asuka oh, yeah. faced Rhea Ripley on this episode of Raw, man, and man, was this interesting. Yeah. Asuka has been teasing for a really, really Jeez. long time uh, on mm-hmm. Twitter, a couple weeks now. She has been teasing this new character, uh, or... I guess kind of like a retired character from her days as Kana. And man, this was really weird to see, bro. This was really fucking weird to see. Asuka, Asuka comes out here tonight with no face paint. Mm. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, uh, I'm so glad that we've gotten, I'm so glad that this, Damage control group is officially gone away. This group, you know, now Alexa and Bianca are facing each other, and Asuka is starting a storyline arc of her own, which is what I believe to to be her going back to the Asuka that we know and love. So, she has Rhea Ripley in the Asuka lock. Dominic Mysterio puts Rhea's foot on the foot... Puts Rhea's foot on the fucking, um, on the rope. Oh, dead. And he's saying, come on, mommy. Come on, mommy. <laughs> like a little fucking child. Asuka gets up. No. Missed, missed Dominic in the face. Rhea then pushes her into Dom, gives her the riptide, and she gets the victory over Asuka, man. And what was a pretty damn good, which was a pretty damn good ending to this match, and it is uh, going to be very interesting for Asuka's character development going forward. And then there was a video package, or uh, sorry, uh, like a backstage segment in the back of Rhea hugging Dominic, trying to get all the mist out of his eyes, and he's just saying, Oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. <laughs> it's fucking funny as it's hell, bro. Like pussy, I love it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so great. It's fantastic, it's dude. A little weasel. So, in the main event of Raw, I was actually I, I was I was a little upset because I thought that we weren't going to get Seth. Um, I seen I thought that we were not going to get Seth on the show tonight. What did Buddy Matthews tweet out about that? I gotta see. Let's see. He was yeah, he tweeted something about you know Ray Ripley's all his or something. Buddy, 
Buddy Matthews, let's see. All mine at Rhea Ripley is all mine. <laughs> Bruh. The fuck? That's funny. So, so Dominic, or no, my bad. What am I doing? Um, sorry. So I thought we were not going to see Seth tonight, and I was pretty upset about it. But then I remembered, uh, or I actually I don't know if they announced it last week, but they you know announced. That um, Seth and Bobby Lashley were going to have a match for uh, the number one contender spot. Actually, I think I do remember. I just completely forgot about it that they announced it last week. But So they had a number one contender match for Austin Theory and the U.S. title. And <sighs> this got a decent chunk of time in the ending to Monday Night Raw. And this was nice. a damn good match, bro. This was a damn good match, as it always is with these guys. Um, Just great. Just fantastic, man. It was really good. It was a really good match. And this match ended, and I love this, how it literally took the smallest of mistakes from Bobby Lashley to lose this match. It was something... That wasn't even anything, it it didn't even have anything wrong to do with how Bobby Lashley went about it. It was just the quickness of Seth. Bobby, mm-hmm. uh, the ref was kind of hurt and Bobby Lashley was, you know, trying to get him out of the corner so he could set up the spear. So once he gets the ref out of the corner, uh, the ref kind of stumbles away and Bobby Lashley sets up for the spear. He goes to go for the spear and Seth counters it into the credit, uh, Pedigree, pedigree rolls Bobby over and super, super quickly pins Bobby Lashley one, two, three. So it was literally the smallest of mistakes on Bobby Lashley's part that costed him. And also the quick, the, the quickness from Seth Rollins that, um, you know, uh, mattered the most for him in the end and got him the win. So, Bobby Lashley, this is a little weird, bro. So Bobby Lashley's on the outside of the ring, and he is, you know, he's shoving referees, and he's he's, he's just he's super pissed off. Adam Pearce comes running out there because of what had happened a couple weeks ago when he speared one of the officials. Mm-hmm. Adam Pearce comes out, and he's telling Bobby Lashley to calm down. Bobby Lashley grabs his face and pushes him. So Adam Pierce runs up to Bobby Lashley and he says, you're fired. Shit. And he fires. He fires. He fires Bobby Lashley, bro. As I seen. I seen you guys were saying. That people believe it's fucking real. People. Why would they say that on TV? Bro, who would announce that someone's losing their job? On live television. Seriously, I, I bro, I believe. Yeah, let me let me go up now that my mouse is working. Um, let's see. I believe you guys said something about it on here. Did you? Or was I just seeing shit? They, they did somewhere there. Oh. 
Bell Bell said this a little earlier. She says, "Do people on Twitter know the Bobby Lashley being fired stuff is is kayfabe, or are people really that stupid?" Yes, uh, that that is the short answer. These wrestling fans genuinely believe that Adam Pierce has the power to fire anybody on live television. Bro. Literally, bro. Literally. So. Bobby Lashley's just standing on the ramp and he just keeps screaming at Adam Pierce as Adam Pierce is walking away from him. He just keeps screaming, I'm what? I'm what? And the fa- he sold it really well, but I will say, I gotta bring this up. Adam Pierce has become genuinely a decent on air authority figure. He's great, he's not yeah. taking shit. And he's not taking shit, and he's not there too much. The mm-hmm. only things I need from in that position, bruh, I like it. It's not yes. been bad. I like I like it way better than it was doing a while ago, man. So I like what they've been doing with that. And the Bobby Lashley, what they did on TV, I think it goes well with what's in the news on Friday. So I think they're setting up a certain match for Royal, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble instead of Mania. Yep, yep. My guess is the storyline's gonna go. Bobby Lashley's just gonna rampage through this this show every week. Who's the only person they can call to try to stop him? I think that's what they're setting up, man, and that's that's gonna be interesting. It is. That's my guess too. I think he's going to, you know, I think he's gonna just be a menace, and then they're gonna eventually end up calling Brock. Um. Yeah, right. So, (laughs) so so I think they're going to eventually end up calling Brock. And then I think that will lead to Lashley and Brock at the Royal Rumble. And if Lashley wins, he gets his job back. If Brock wins, Bobby Lashley stays fired, I guess. Or maybe he has to go to SmackDown or something. No. (laughs) We gotta go to NXT. Oh fuck! Uh, I'd I'd lay on the fucking floor. Hell no, I would lay on the damn floor. I'll take my pink slip. I'm not going to fucking NXT. Hell no. (laughs) I'll just fucking walk out. Just call me punk. Honestly, or if that was imagine that was the stipulation, you either. You either get rehired or you got to go to NXT. I'd be fighting for my fucking life out there. Dude, I swear to God. <laughs> I'd be trying everything in the world to fucking win that goddamn match. <laughs> yeah, oh man, that would, that would be... Yeah. I'd be fucked. That would, that would light a fire yeah. under his ass for sure. I, I think I'd do that, man. Why not? Well, 100%. That'll make him fucking win that goddamn match. Bobby Lashley will look like a monster if, if you uh, probably hung that over his fucking head. Um, yeah, man, but I think that's where they're going. I think that's where they're going mm-hmm. since it seems like they're not going the Walter, or sorry, since it seems like they're not going the Bobby and Brock route for Mania. Instead, they're, mm-hmm. you know, looking for Brock and Walter, so we'll definitely talk more about that on Friday, but... It definitely seems like maybe those plans have shifted to the Royal Rumble, for sure. Definitely. It looks like it, man. Definitely. 100%. 100%, man. So, I was a little shocked by it, but you can... 
you can see where they're going. You can see where they're going mm-hmm. with it, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that was Monday Night Raw, and that was the week of professional wrestling, man. So, not too bad. A uh, great episode of Dynamite, and unfortunately, a uh, pretty dull episode of mm-hmm. um, Monday Night Raw, man. So, yeah, that was that. Was that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was that, and um, yeah, man, that was, uh, that's about it. So, with that, it looks like that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This has been episode 121. Thank you guys for coming out and hanging out with us, whether you're watching on the replay or you're watching on the live chat. We thank you guys so much. We love you guys. Durante here and Bell here. Again, Bell, I hope you feel better, man. I hope you feel better. I hope it goes away uh, soon. So, yeah, man, we're praying for you. Hope you get better, man. And thank you for thank you for stopping by, man. Thank you for stopping by. I mean, I'm sure you're laying there sick as hell. And um, the last thing you want to do is hear two idiots talk about professional wrestling. And you're with us, and that means the world, man. That means the world. Oh, so yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank you. absolutely. So, yes, I hope you feel better. And, again, thank you. Thank you so much, man. We love you guys. And it is always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And And that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted Man. This has been episode 121. And again, thank you guys so much. We love you guys. Actually, when I was sick, podcasts weren't too bad. But regardless, thank you, Bell. (laughs) Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with the news. Peace.